Christmas. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, let's say good morning. We've got Taylor and Holly saying good morning. Good morning. Uh, hi, Holly. Hi, Taylor. Uh, Holly, thank you for your email last yeah. week. Uh, you made both of our week, actually. We love hearing from yeah. you guys, and we especially love hearing how God is speaking to you and teaching you in spite of... In our, unexpected ways that yeah. we didn't even anticipate. So that's the spirit at work in each of us. And I think you got more out of what we were talking about last week than we originally got out of it. Well, so. <laughs> after after Holly had written, um, I got to thinking about it a little bit more. And then I even shared it with my friend Kathleen mm. when I went to work out with her last mm-hmm. Wednesday. And I've been kind of stewing on that. about We're talking about deadheading plants where mm-hmm. you know we we have to let go. Um, of what is no longer serving us, um, let go of things that maybe are dead and decaying or starting to rot in our lives to make room for new growth. And yeah. we have to trust that process. Yep. So, Holly, thank you for thank you so much. sending that email. And it encourages us, yeah, too. It does. We, we need encouragement, too. So, um, if any of you has a insight or an experience that you want to share please email us uh, we'd love to hear from you so we're a community so we uh, want to hear what the spirit is doing right. in all you guys too and brian owen is saying good morning good morning, morning brian. brian good morning sebastian we're very thankful that brian is feeling better too finally yes. boy that covid was just just horrible so we're very very grateful that um brian is getting to be on yes. the other side of that absolutely and Seabass says hi as well. So that's awesome. awesome. Um, your Gwen Cure saying good morning. Good morning, morning Gwen. Uh, good to good to have you with us as well. Uh, so good morning. Great to have the online community, community. with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more and more, I'm talking to people out and about, and I'm I'm using that term to talk about what we do. It's yes. a, it's an online community and. I got into a conversation online with some people trying to explain to them what happens in spiritual abuse or in, in mm-hmm. situations where people try to go to a church and they feel um, they feel very uh, conspicuous, mm-hmm. they have very judged, and maybe the sermon or maybe a pastor that manipulates them over time and, you know... Uh, tries to talk them into doing things that they realize they shouldn't be doing a myriad of things but yeah. spiritual abuse is a very real thing very real and i told them we've been that, through it well sure in hindsight you look back it's like oh that's what that was yeah we're trying to create an online community mm-hmm. to give people uh the good news about yes. the gospel and what it says about each each one of us and gives them a safe place to just listen and hear and experience God for themselves and uh, maybe not have all the fluff and the the weirdness that people bring to to church. Just an aside, real quick, it's the last Sunday in September. Cannot believe it because we were just saying Mm. we can't believe it's September. Um, We're having communion today. So uh, while we're uh, talking and getting started, turn up the volume, grab um, a cracker, piece of bread, Grab something to symbolize, you know, uh, um, the wine or the juice and have that ready. And we'll do that uh, towards the end of the service together. But, you know, we were just uh, discussing this week how um, we have an Americanized view of salvation where it's Jesus is my personal savior. It's my private, 
you know, uh, transformation. It is, and it gets very self-focused very fast. Mm -hmm. You know, your worship is just, oh, feed me, feed me. And um, that was never the intent of the gospel message of salvation. Um, If you even look in Paul's letters where he is chastising communities, he doesn't ever chastise people. He chastises whole communities because we are saved into community, Mm -hmm. into the community that we call the body of Christ. We're all in this together. Um, It's not just me, myself, and I. Was that a person or cats? I don't know. Is everybody okay? Was that the cats? That was the cats. Wow. Sorry. Loud kerfuffle. <laughs> Man. But anyway, oh, we are we are saved into a community, into a body. You know, the uh, New Testament talks about, you know, the hand can't say to the eye, I don't need you. It's not this private thing it is a communal experience yeah and i've the 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 bible never promises or says that jesus is your personal savior that's a that's an american thing jesus is the savior Mm -hmm. sent from god period and actually we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning so shelly made a comment so i can call her out your sister shelly's on here um, and she says, or the congregation gets mad at you because you sat in their friend's spot. We, oh, yeah. We've been guest ministers oh, at a church. At a teeny tiny <laughs> church that had one room in um, a high school. They had, so they would take the partitions. It was very, very small. And we were asked, or I was asked, we were the guest worship leaders, so we needed to sit close to the front because we didn't want to disrupt the service as we got up and down mm-hmm. during the service. We were asked not just once, but twice to move because that's where their family sat. I was in shock. But that also answers why that community is so small and is still so small. Yep. People so I wanted, feel that. Uh, I wanted to open up with a quote this morning, okay. and it's from... 1648 so it was a long time ago and this is the westminster shorter catechism and this was an assembly got together and all the most brilliant minds in scotland uh, came together and came up with this statement to summarize man's existence in christianity and here's what they said man's chief end is to glorify god Mm -hmm. and enjoy him forever Awesome. I was like, wow, how simple but powerful is that? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So we thought we'd open up uh, to set the stage for this morning. Don's got a responsorial psalm. um, And give them the scripture reference if they want to look it up. This is from Psalm 19, and it's 8 through 14. And what the part that we are going to say together is the precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. Mm. And precepts are just another way to say, um, um, excuse me, a little bubbly this morning, uh, statutes, uh, not precepts, a, laws, laws. Um, good ideas that good God idea. says this is something that's good. Okay, so universal truth. So what we're saying is the precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. So let's begin and we begin with that. 
The, the precepts of the Lord give joy, give joy to, the, to heart. the heart. You read too slow. Oh, the sorry. law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Together, the, the precepts, precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. The fear of the Lord, and we know that means respectful awe. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Together, the, the precepts, precepts of, of the Lord, Lord give joy to the heart. heart. Though your servant is careful of them, very diligent in keeping them, yet who can detect failings? Cleanse me from my unknown faults. Together, the, the precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. From wanton sin especially, restrain your servant. Let it not rule over me. Then shall I be blameless and innocent of serious sin. The, the precepts, precepts of the Lord, Lord give joy to the heart. To the heart. Amen. So we want to talk this morning about um, the Word. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted to read you a quote this morning. It's from a book called Playing with Fire. And it's from Walt Russell is the author. And he made this statement. As we read, as we read the Word, as we read God's precepts, Jesus brings about the changes he wants in our lives through the Holy Spirit driving home truths from the scripture. Jesus transforms us as our will directs our mind to interact with the thoughts of God's word while our spirit submits to the person of the Holy Spirit. And I thought that was really powerful because I wanted to talk about what the psalmist is saying is us being transformed. And that quote really packed a lot in because as we set our intention, as we use our will to read God's word and other inspirational truths, that we're interacting with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and it's actually Jesus that's bringing about yeah. the transformation giving, in the words of um the gospels is um you yourself mm -hmm. are sowing seeds for the spirit to work with amen and so romans 12 2 also reinforces this mm -hmm. he says we don't want to conform to the world's ideas and way of thinking we want to be transformed yeah. by the renewing of our mind mm -hmm. and uh, we again we like the animal shows we like uh blue planet and planet earth planet yeah, all of that just and amazing so we saw an episode about the butterflies and there's a butterfly called the zebra long wing butterfly that lives down in mexico and it transforms from a caterpillar to this beautiful butterfly and you've probably heard this analogy yeah, before we just talked about it last week. but we're not talking slight adjustments no. we're talking about transformation total Madam. disillusion of the body of that caterpillar in its cocoon it dissolves into mush right and so we go back to our quote from the westminster catechism and you might think that it would read as man's chief end to go to heaven. Is that ultimately the goal for human beings to say a prayer mm -hmm. and get a ticket into heaven? No. You're saying no. no. Uh, is our chief end to not go to hell? No. 
Uh, is our chief end to gain money, to get wealth, to get power, to get influence, to build a business, all of these things. When you live in fear of both of those, then that is your chief end. Right. So we would say no. Your chief end, according to the Westminster Catechism in the in 1600s, is to glorify God in yeah. what you are and what you do and to enjoy him forever that's what god wants and i read in uh, the psalms earlier this week that you know the scripture where it says that god has made us just a little bit lower than gods and has crowned us with glory and honor mm. and here this says is that we give glory to god it's all relationship god gives us glory we give god glory it's all it's not just us down here and god up there mm. it's this interactive uh, relationship right right and your transformation <laughs> like the caterpillar starts now yeah. and your forever starts now yeah. and that's mm -hmm. one of the things we want to teach and get across is the fact that god loves you that you behind your eyeballs god has that a unique plan for you god mm -hmm. has given you gifts that you may not even know about and just your existence mm -hmm. and your dance mm -hmm. with God through life is giving him glory mm -hmm. and giving you joy. And part of that, like the psalmist said, is engaging in his precepts yes. and, and reading his word. Uh, if you go back to that zebra butterfly, as it's a caterpillar, it starts eating voraciously, you know, now. It starts doing that now. And what it's doing is it's fueling its body. For and transformation. That, that transformation starts now, even mm -hmm. though it's a caterpillar, but yet it's going to culminate later. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about seeds and plants, and hopefully you've, you've, you've gotten this truth that your activity now, your commitment your submission to god now is fueling that activity you may not see anything right now but it's going to culminate right. in some beautiful things so the caterpillar has no idea it's going to become a butterfly as far as it knows in each moment that's it mm -hmm. that's all existence is is being the caterpillar probably enjoys being a caterpillar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks about being quiet, setting our intentional time to listen, yeah. uh, to give thanks and mm -hmm. and praise. And we've, we've talked about the Holy Spirit uh, residing within each one of us. Well, now, so today I want to look specifically at a catalyst agent and to maybe give a quick definition of a catalyst, you know, an agent that that sparks change it it's mm -hmm. an agent that you introduce to something it's a catalyst in science it would be like an enzyme as right. a catalyst or think of when you put uh, vinegar and baking soda together right so we want to talk about a catalyst to your spiritual transformation that also results in a physical transformation but this catalyst in your physical and spiritual life it it brings about in change in your mind mm -hmm. your body and your spirit um, so I wanted to read to you the, the Gospel of John. It opens up with a prologue, and uh, it really encapsulates the entire message of, of salvation. And I wanted to read it out of a, um, in a translation by David Bentley Hart. Uh, he, he's a Greek 
and Hebrew scholar. He's, he's th- studied uh, these languages, and he really put forth his best effort to try to capture the true translation of of the Greek. And I really like the way he um, translates the opening of John. So it's John 1, if you have your Bible. Uh, but I'm going to read the way he records this. In the origin, there was the Logos, and the Logos was present with God, and the Logos was God. This one was present with God in the origin. All things came to be through him, and without him came to be not a single thing that has come to be. In him was life, and this life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not conquer it. There came a man sent by God whose name was John. We're talking about John the Baptist here. This man came in witness that he might testify about the light, so that through him all might have faith. But only that he might testify about the light, he was not that light. It was the true light which illuminates everyone that was coming into the cosmos, all of creation. He was in the cosmos, and through him the cosmos came to be. And the cosmos did not recognize him. He came to those things that were his own, and they who were his own did not accept him. But as many as did accept him, to them he gave the power to become children, to those having faith in his name. And I believe that's you. I know that's me. We've heard, we've heard the truth we've mm-hmm. with the light has illuminated in us and mm-hmm. we've accepted mm-hmm. this and we know now that we are children yeah. of God mm-hmm. and um, many people and most translations throughout history they they translate that logos they use word yeah and so we've come to know in our a lot of our Christian tradition we read that in the beginning was the, the word, word and the word was God. But yet, when you study that deeper, the reason he leaves it logos is because really the Greek word is so much deeper. We don't have a proper way to express it Mm -hmm. in English. So he just left it alone in logos, and then he's going to leave it up to you to really explore that. Well, logos, Christ being the logos, is kind of what Dawn had mentioned earlier about precepts. Mm -hmm. It's, It's... it's the essence of what is good. It's the essence of creation in the cosmos. It's wisdom mm-hmm. personified. Mm-hmm. It's what is right, what is just, mm-hmm. what works. It's, and then he even uses the term light. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's illumination. It's revelation. It's, it's so much more than just the written word. You could use the word um, reality. Yes. Amen. So what I wanted to encourage you today, we wanted to talk briefly, um, is uh, about reading God's word Mm -hmm. and God's uh, principles. And um, we wanted to talk about like reading the Bible and your daily devotion, because this is the catalyst Mm -hmm. that, that brings about change. So in, in your devotion, um, 
you're engaging, you're reading, you're, you're, um, you're interacting with this light, you're interacting with these truths and these precepts and this wisdom. And this is the, the miraculous change. You know, this is where we have the Holy Spirit and we have grace um, Oh, it just reminded me of the term, seeds of change. Mm. Yeah. Amen. So, is the Bible exclusive in this? We're, we are privileged to have these mm -hmm. inspired truths mm -hmm. In the Bible and as you sit down and read and meditate and engage with these the Holy Spirit brings about transformation but yet I don't want to limit it to just mm -hmm. the Bible because there are other written works yep. that the Holy Spirit can use yep. uh, to engage this in you and so I would encourage you first and foremost find a translation that you can understand mm -hmm. um we like the i like the niv to to study by i like uh, the amplified and the message both of those especially if you want to kind of understand it in the vernacular of today and references to our cultures very mm -hmm. inspired translation to where you can understand it mm -hmm. and it's easier for the holy spirit to communicate yeah. these ideas to you example of maybe the opposite of that we don't recommend the king james it was written in the year 1611 outdated mm -hmm. the english Extremely is biased. very biased uh, a lot of the manuscripts that were available to translators today weren't available to the king james translators hard to understand hard to really ingest mm -hmm. you might want to i would say avoid that one really and i know a lot of people are sold on the king james but usually uh, for the wrong reasons though yeah so do other works uh, contain these and i would say yes um the the hebrew old testament full of truth life well and what we have to remember is when uh people were being admonished to uh, read and obey the statutes, the holy scriptures, there wasn't a New Testament. They right. were talking about the um, Old Testament. Right. Uh, the Apocrypha, mm -hmm. the, the Catholic uh, Bible includes several books that uh, the uh, standard Bible that you might be used to, it includes the Apocrypha, mm -hmm. and they, they read and study it and quote mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's great inspiration. Yeah. There's great truths Wisdom. that you can mm -hmm. learn. I would even say, <laughs> in my own experience, I've read writings from Buddhist yeah. teachers full of mm -hmm. grace and truth. Yeah. Um, there's Hindu expressions and mm -hmm. teachings that, again, contain these universal right. truths. Yeah. And Truth is truth. That's right. Universally. And it is Christ that dwells in you, and it's Christ that will lead you. And it's Christ that dwells in those writings and in the truth that we find Amen. in and through them. And, and in the New Testament where it admonishes us um, to read um, the Holy Scriptures, that original term, we've talked about it before, is writings. Mm -hmm. um, it means that any writing that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So um, I liken it to, you know, sometimes 
you know, we listen to praise and worship music, that's great. But sometimes you'll listen to a song that's just a secular song and it will touch you so deeply and you know that that's God speaking in and mm-hmm. through you through that secular song. So um, that's great and that's okay. Yeah. We listen for God wherever. And again, we trust that it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that will lead us and guide us into all truth. Yeah. Now that being said, don't purposely and continuously in- interject yourself into somebody spewing ignorance or or stupidity because your spirit's going to recognize yeah. that uh but then again you know back to the animal show we were talking about this last night if you ever watch a fox or an owl eat something they just they just gulp it down whole and then the bones and the fur come out with their poop sure there's so. an idiom for that <laughs> So as you ingest things, uh, trust that the Holy Spirit will flush Eat the, the bone. Eat the food, spit out the seeds. <laughs> right. How about that? There you go. Spit there out. you go. Um, so we're going to move to communion now because we uh, want to respect everyone's time here. But uh, um, the Bible says about communion that as often as you do this, so there's no limitation as to how often you can take communion. Some churches do it once a year, once a month, once a quarter. Some churches do it every every week Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do it at home. Some people believe that a priest kind of has to that. sanctify it. And, but at any rate, as often as you take communion, remember these things. Yeah. And uh, remember that it's Christ in you Mm -hmm. remember that it is god that moved towards you first sent christ to reveal to you the true nature of god and who made the way for you to be in fellowship Mm -hmm. to be in relationship and this is one of the ways that we we do that is you know we partake of the body and blood Mm -hmm. of jesus christ also called the eucharist and we that means we partake in the community of believers together. Yes, we're partaking in the body of Christ as a as a group. Listen to the words as Don officiates this. And this is communion's actually an act of faith that if you've never professed your trust in Christ, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. This is a way to actively profess your mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. Um, you can enter into communion just in humility and giving thanks and a time of reflection. Uh, you can use this time to ask God to lead you mm-hmm. to what written fuel will ignite your transformation. So again, to summarize what I've talked about, you know, we've talked about your spiritual formation and your practice. And that includes times of being quiet, reverent, of being thankful and giving praise and setting your heart and your attitude. But then there's an engagement of you interacting with the word or, or, or reading yeah. and giving God that fuel to ignite the transformation. Mm-hmm. So uh, just remember that it's you, though, that has to eat it. So mm-hmm. read it. Amen. This is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here long, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed. 
Come, because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death. We proclaim his resurrection. We rejoice in his gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, both now and forever. Amen. Mm. So these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let's take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Michael, this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ broken and shed for you. Thanks be to God. Dawn, this is the body and blood of Christ broken and shed for you. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us that we are living members of his body. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. 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 And again, um, just in case, uh, Brian and C. Bass, if you weren't here at the very beginning, we just really want to give our condolences to you on the loss of uh, Petey and uh, know that the comfort of the Holy Spirit is with you mm -hmm. and you can just tap into that and it's okay to grieve because that just means that you loved. Amen. So do you have a benediction for everybody? Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the abundance of blessings you shower upon us. Forgive us for the many ways we have turned your gifts into our achievements and so forgotten your generosity. Open our eyes to see that everything is a gift and that every gift is to be shared for your glory. Amen. 
Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, grace and peace to you. Don't forget to message us if you have any comments, yeah. questions, concerns. If you have anything you'd For like needs. to share, mm-hmm. uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, um We'll leave you with this, and your your assignment this week is to set some intentional time to uh, chew on the Word, yeah. uh, an inspirational reading. Uh, start with the Bible, though. Uh, even if it's just one verse, take a verse a day. I recommend just taking one verse. Yeah. And uh, in the Bible, another term for meditating is chewing. So mm-hmm. you're just chewing, ruminating on maybe just one line. Maybe the Holy Spirit will direct your attention to one word i don't know you you'll have to see and find out so grace and peace everyone we'll see you next week